You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Chris, and you're listening to a podcast that believes in dreams, that places trust in the magic of imagination, that is always the first start of the right, and where the light in the window is always on. Join as we discuss the views from Walt's apartment. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Walt's Apartment Podcast. We are here to cover all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. We are the official podcast of thedisneysider.com and brought to you by our sponsor, Getaway Today. My name is Sean, and I'm so honored to be joined by a group of like-minded Disney fans from all over the country. Sam, Amber, David, and Brian have all assembled to share our love of all things Disney with you. As always, we hope you enjoy the view from Walt's Apartment. How's everybody doing tonight? Hello. We are doing great. It is when... It's Wednesday night again. Welcome to Walt's apartment. Um, it is also the birthday of the Goofy movie, which is very exciting. So um, our, our theme songs fit in there. David, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I, I I feel it should be summer like right now. Right. So um, I so I heard a rumor that it's it's uh, 2022 is going to be big boy summer. I'm, I'm, I'm a big boy, obviously, so I'm ready for it. <laughs> awesome. Amber, how are you? I'm doing good as well. It's like 74 degrees here know, right now. So it nice. feels like amazing. Yeah, yeah, Amber, David, and I live within probably five miles of each other. And it's, you know, we live in Oregon, which is you never know what the weather's going to be. So it's been absolutely so nice these past couple of days. And got to get out and do some yard work today and have some fun. Sam, how are you today? Glad I'm not doing yard work. That's <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, Sam, do me a favor. Introduce yeah. your friend here to us. My friend, who wants, I think he wants me to call him Michael Eisner tonight. Mr. Michael Eisner. Michael um, Eisner. <laughs> normally, oh. I would call Michael him Eisner. Brian Collins. Um, Brian is a former show writer and Imagineer with Walt Disney Imagineering. Um, he's yeah. done some of my favorite things, um, like the Albert Awol script. Love that from the Jungle Cruise. Ooh. And... Um, great movie ride. You worked on that script. You've done some resort tours. You mm. are the founder of the Brainstorm Institute, uh, yeah. columnist for <laughs> WDW Magazine, and lots of things that you do with technology and education and professional development for teachers. So he, he typically yeah. speaks to my yeah. heart. <laughs> so he why did. don't you tell us a little bit about you? He Absolutely. did all that, all that, and he's under 30 years old. I mean, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, Brian, I how had a hair when I started. Welcome <laughs> to our show. Thank you so much. Like Thank Sam said, and I've been wanting to hang out in, in Walt's apartment for, for so long. And uh, that's awesome. I'm so glad to be here. We're so happy to have you. Um, we have lots of questions for you. Brianna, who is one of our co hosts, is not here. She gave me some questions to give to you. Um, Hopefully our listeners will have some questions for you. My daughter, you, you talked, I listened to an interview about you from with you the other day, and you talked about doing the writing for the great movie ride, which we're going to have yeah. a great movie ride trivia game tonight. My daughter was part of the uh, college, of the college program. She um, did that. 
had no idea what she was going to get picked for. She actually got picked to be one of the show operators, hosts of the great movie ride. Wow. She said learning a 22 minute script was absolutely insane and very yeah. hard. And she said the way that they drill you on that is that they make sure you know it left and right. And, but um, she absolutely loved it. And so she was, she was there till I think um, January, the year that it closed. And then she oh, wow. went back, she went back for the weekend that, um, that it actually closed. She was there with her friends her friend yeah. now, her friend now actually is the one of the leads for the Runaway Railway, so it's it's pretty cool. So, wow. yeah. So, welcome to our show. We are so happy to have you. Thank kind you. of tell us how you got into Imagineering. Tell us your Disney story, basically. Oh if you don't my mind. gosh, um, probably a lot of money spent, you know, wisely <laughs> for the right people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So, my story is that I was working as a video producer in Miami when I got out of school and um, I'm going to kind of age myself here, even though I'm only 30 years old. Um, <laughs> I was writing the in-flight entertainment programming for, if you guys remember, Eastern Airlines, who uh, coincidentally was the official airline of Walt Disney World. Uh, if you have wings, one of my favorite uh, retro attractions. <laughs> and uh, anyway, Eastern Airlines went out of business. They went bankrupt and out of business. So, I uh, moved up to Orlando, and my brother was here. I camped out on his couch. I went out, applied for a job. Um, you know, I, I had this whole year of experience working in Miami as, as a producer, and uh, they were, you know, I was, I was expecting it to just, you know, like say, here are the keys, you know, to your new office, Mr. Collins, and uh, how's that view overlooking the Magic Kingdom? There's the castle right there, and. Uh, it's it, it they they were like not so fast hot shot and, uh, <laughs> they, they basically I, I got hired to work at the front desk of the contemporary resort um so that's where i cut my teeth at disney um i got hired at the front desk of the contemporary and looking back it was actually a great thing because that's where i learned about uh disney customer service and, and the disney culture and all of that stuff that went on to serve me well and to make a long story short, um, I started uh, within about three months, um, started networking within the company and was able to get out from behind the front desk of the contemporary. And the first thing I started to do was work as a production assistant at the then Disney MGM Studios, because back then it was still very much a working studio. There was a lot of TV production going on and, and second unit films being shot and things like that. Um, and at the same time I was doing that, I also began writing uh, stories for like Eyes and Ears, the company newspaper, and, and producing some in-house uh, videos and working the grand openings of, of all these great new attractions that were opening up at the time. And all of that kind of internal networking eventually kind of led me to um, Imagineering. And I had actually, it, it's kind of a funny story, um, but I had been um applying to to imaginary uh for a little while and w was getting rejections you know uh at one point they were going to fly me out there for an interview to california and, and like two weeks before they were like ah, eh, sorry we you know things change we're, we're going to put that on hold so at one point um probably the act of a desperate man and any of you kids out there i do not recommend that you try doing this at, at home um, but I went out and I actually I bought a pair of like the traditional Mickey Mouse ears, right? And I ripped off one of the ears 
And then I made a ransom note and I actually <laughs> kept the little letters out from a magazine and the ransom note said, want to be a Disney Imagineer, am holding corporate symbol as hostage, willing to negotiate. <laughs> oh my God. And I stuck that in an envelope with the severed ear in the other box, <laughs> knowing quite well that that was either going to be the end of my very brief Disney career. <laughs> Or, or hopefully whoever received it would have a sense of humor. And fortunately, they did have a sense of humor. And, and eventually, um, you know, the call came and, and got hired on. So. Oh, my God. Wow. That's, yeah. that's amazing. And, and you've worked on many different attractions. You said, I, I know you've worked on the Jungle Cruise. You've worked yeah. on, uh, obviously, the Great Movie Ride. Um, yeah. Was there a favorite? Oh, gosh. You know, what's your favorite kid, right? Um, <laughs> certainly, <laughs> certainly, certainly the um, the great movie ride w- was a lot of fun. That's the one that I probably put, uh, spent the most time working on. And blessing mm-hmm. that attraction was just a very, very special um, experience for me. It was so much fun. Um, so, so that one was pretty cool. There were a lot of other like smaller things. Some of them never even saw the light of day. Um, but a lot of small attractions and projects and, and things I worked on that were just so much fun. Um, at one point, um, I had looked at doing a, um, in, in Pirates of the Caribbean in the queue when you're standing in line going through that wonderful castle, right? Um, I wanted to, uh, introduce rather than playing music like they do now, I thought it'd be fun if there was like a pirate taskmaster. Um, whose voice you would hear, and he'd be saying stuff like, all right, keep it moving, mateys. You're going to be swinging from the yard arm tonight if the captain don't get you first, and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then there'd be, like, bats squealing and water dripping and all that. I thought it was great, um, but, you know, it, it, that one never came to be. Um, <laughs> I <laughs> Probably one of the more interesting projects I did that was also for, I mean, everything I did was fun, but... Um, I actually wrote a uh, early version of the walking tour for the Magic Kingdom, and that was a lot of fun because I spent a lot of time uh, getting to do some really kind of cool research. I got to walk the park with John Hench, uh, wow. which, if you don't know who he is, um, was an amazing experience. Uh, legendary Imagineer that came up with uh, Walt. You know, Walt brought brought him over uh, for Disneyland. Um, yep. He created some of the first maps uh, for Walt uh, uh, and layouts of Disneyland. And John's expertise was really, um, he, he was a genius when it came to color and understanding color theory. Um, and he really kind of was the one that designed a lot of the color palettes for uh, the theme parks. Um, wow. Just an amazing guy. So, so that was a pretty cool project. Speaking of tours. Yeah. You're giving tours, right? Are you still giving tours? Yeah, yeah, yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. And you can, so if that's something you're interested in, you can take a tour through one of the Walt Disney World parks with Brian. You can dine yes, with can. Brian if you want to yes, spend a can. meal with him. That's yes, all on his website, absolutely. which we will put in our show notes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. WDW with me, right? Yeah. WD, well, WD with me. WD with me. Got yeah. Yeah. Which I figured out when I was trying to send the email to you yesterday because I yeah. put the wrong thing in there at first. So I figured that <laughs> I figured yeah. out the actual email address. Yes. yes, Mary Tours. We will put that in the show notes and we will share it out on the pages too or in the yeah, group. For sure. Absolutely. Actually, 
I saw a video. Inside knowledge. Absolutely. So you mentioned John Hench. So I have to ask. Yeah. um, You've and I I listened to a few of your interviews. You've met you've met Exitensio. I didn't meet X. I always wished I had the chance to meet X. Um, I never got to meet him. I met Mark Davis. Oh, uh, which was an amazing experience. <laughs> That's cool. Um, Raleigh, <laughs> Raleigh Crump. Uh, oh my gosh! Another one. Yeah. So, so and, and I will tell you, you know, when like these guys would come to um, Orlando to Florida for whatever reason, they were always like just the most gracious people that you would ever meet. And um, you know, I mean, listen, I was a, fan, a, a Disney fan before I became an Imagineer. And, and, you know, there I was in my 20s, you know, at, at the time, uh, just 10 years ago. And, um, <laughs> you know, working with these guys as my, my peers, you know, in a way was, I, I don't know if I can even really say that because they were so far beyond. Um, but I was like a fanboy, you know, even though right. I was an Imagineer, getting to work with these guys and talk to them and, listen to their stories was i mean just i something that would stay with me all my life yeah i couldn't even feel talking to you absolutely (laughs) no you say that honestly sam and i I, this is how i feel i'm not usually nervous to do this show tonight i'm nervous because you 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 do stuff that i've like i obsess over i have a a Disneyland and Walt's. i have walt's tattoo on my arm so i mean that's just how no look i do really it's (laughs) I have, there's the Matterhorn. There's uh, Walt and Mickey right there. Yeah, it's I'm completely obsessed. So well, you yeah, have no idea how to photo so you, you can add me to that. You'll, you know, uh, dude, I have a whole other arm and I'm a starting portrait. Sunday. Absolutely. So, so yeah. I have no, you send it, I'll put it on me. No, no, I would do with it. the so, mouse ears with one gone. Oh, that would right, be cool. One, right. I would do yeah. it. Um, yeah. So I don't want to take all your time because I could ask you a thousand questions, but I just yeah. wanted to. Did you did you work on anything you know, at Disneyland? When I come home, I, I got to tell you, Sean. When I come home, you know, it's still take out the garbage and, and walk the dog. So <laughs> if that makes yep. you feel any better. So how humble. is Loki? So how is Loki, Loki? Sam Loki is wonderful. He, he's uh, doing great. Your dog's um, name is Loki. I bought, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that's so awesome! <laughs> yeah, the god of mischief, right? Um, he's going to watch the Loki. We're going to watch a Loki trailer tonight. This was great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. He's two years old. Um, he's, uh, I, I bought a new laptop today, which is why it took me a little bit longer to, to join you guys. And, um, as soon as I took it out of the box, he came over and grabbed the box. He just loves <laughs> renting boxes up. That's oh, amazing. so does my dog. Yeah. yeah. She'll steal stuff out of the recycle bin all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cardboard. Yeah. 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 Yeah, what what kind of dog do you have? Uh, she's a pit Amber? mix. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Loki's a half lap, half great game. So, oh, nice, oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Brian, have you done any work on Disneyland? You know, I never did do any work uh, on Disneyland. Um, I had been out there for work, um, but but I never did any work on Disneyland. Uh, you know, that's where uh, obviously where where Imagineering headquarters are in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I went out there a few times, um, and had some really kind of interesting experiences, uh, visit, visiting, uh, the mothership as they say. Um, but, but no, I, I, I didn't do any actual work for Disneyland. So. Okay. And that brings um, me to I will ask my, one more question. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'm going to throw a question. And so my, that brings me Please. to, 
I, I'm always curious for Imagineers, especially who works out here in the states, where you know this is where the the mecca is. Uh, have you had a yeah. chance to go see some of the resorts, uh, the the parks overseas? You know, I I have not. Um, but I'll tell you, going going back to like my visits to 1401, um, 1401 Flower, that's the address of Imagineering. Um, the first time I went out there, it was a combination of business and like an orientation uh, shortly after they hired me. And at one point they were walking me around, showing me all the cool stuff they were working on. And at the time, um, boy, talk about like a kid in a candy store. Um, I thought I was going to get arrested, you know, even though I, I had the badge and it was able to be there, but they, they took me into one room and this was at the time they were um, preparing. They were very intently preparing a lot of the um, the stuff for uh, back then called Euro Disney, now Disneyland Paris. Um, but they took me into one room and I looked up and there's um, the artist who is hand painting the stretch paintings for Phantom Manor. Um, I went into another room and they were programming the audio animatronics of the Sword Fighting Pirates um, from their Pirates exhibit. I mean, it's just amazing stuff um, out there. And then wow. he went into another room, and they had a ransom letter, uh, and they said, "Listen, right. we know this was." <laughs> so, well, I hope man, they frame. I hope they frame that. That would be, actually, that would be incredible. Actually, actually, I heard, I did hear years later that um, I was telling someone that story. Um, another Imagineer, and he said, "You're the one." So what do you mean I'm the one? He said, "He said they had that ear in that letter hanging up in in the HR department for." That's awesome. Time. That's, so cool. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Any of our viewers that are watching, please feel free to ask any questions if you like as well. We'll get them up for Brian as well. Amber, do you have any questions? Um, I actually don't, but I've got to say I liked your little article you did. I think it was last month on LinkedIn about uh, Hamlet and and being stuck in this place of of, yeah. of problem solving or overthinking. And it just reminded yeah. me of a previous mentor of mine and some advice that <laughs> she had gave me. So I really liked that. It was great. Thank you. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Sam, anything from you before we try to talk about some news, even though we could just keep asking him questions? I mean, not... <laughs> <laughs> I mean we could talk to Brian. Well, I'll come back. I've got another story or two I can share with you. Oh, perfect. Yeah, um, I mean, we can I, could talk, I talk to him often, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk a little bit about some news. Um, like you said, we are the new official podcast, DisInsider.com. Check out the DisInsider.com. Check out Derek and Skyler's Patreon exclusive um, podcast um, for the rumors of the week. Amber, you have the first story up there real quick. I do. So on the third, uh, just a few days ago, it was my son's 21st birthday, too. So happy birthday, Bailey. Oh, happy birthday, Bailey. Um, happy birthday. The, <laughs> the new Black Widow trailer dropped. And in less than 24 hours, it had 70 million views. For those Marvel fans out there that aren't sure how this movie is going to be perceived, obviously, there are a lot of people interested. So that was very cool to see. For sure. Um yeah. Brian- Spoiler alert, but Sam is the Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, alter ego changes. Like my e- my alter ego just like changes constantly. She's been. Yeah. She's she been, was just Darcy. Like yeah, she was just Darcy like a, a few weeks ago. ago. <laughs> yeah, like a yeah. month. Oh, and, and then I was ago. the Scarlet yeah. Witch. I'm yeah, like the last yeah. episode of Marvel. Well, Five, not. So. I mean, and you're also the Scarlet Wikipedia. So you know, <laughs> yeah, that one. Right. Um. Any thoughts on on Black Widow? Look, we've seen the trailer. 
I, I gotta say, so I, I first of all, one, I called it that they're gonna not only stream it on Disney Plus, but they're gonna put it in theaters. That mm-hmm. you know, I'm not taking credit, but I'm taking credit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's uh, it. This is their really. I mean, it should have came out a long, a long time ago, but this is their feature blockbuster. I mean, we get the Disney Plus stuff that kind of wet our whistle, and we love it. We're consuming mm-hmm. it. Like mm-hmm. crazy. I mean, we set a record with the last episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. And so now we have a theatrical premiere movie. Then, yes, we, I mean, people, yeah, this is not surprising to me. This is just, this is amazing. We're there. We're ready you know, for it to come. So it, I just, it got delayed, though. But it, I understand, you know, the longer the delay, the more theaters it can open up in. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it will be out July of this year. Like they yes. cannot move it again. We will riot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I feel like they're pretty set this time for it for sure. I, I feel it's real. Bill does have a question for Michael down there. What is the <laughs> advice? What is the best advice that you can give to someone wanting to start an Imagineering? Well, it's not buying a mouse here, ripping it off. Sounds like it works. Do that. <laughs> Um, you know, it really kind of depends. There's so many different pathways, um, and it depends where you kind of are in your career. Um, the most important thing is to just be passionate about what you do and love what you do and, and make your crap your own. Um, you know, I mean, they always look for people who can bring something different, who aren't just good at their crap, they're great at their crap. Um, and, you know, if, if you're in college, um, I always recommend to try and get a team together and, and uh, enter into the Imaginations competition, which is the uh, contest that Imagineering has every year um, for college students. You put together a team of, I think, four to six, and they give you a challenge that you need to solve, and they'll fly. I think the top four teams are flown out to California to present. The winning team, uh, everyone gets, I think, an internship, if I'm not mistaken. And most, uh, a lot of the people I think on the other teams that go out there um, have been known to, to get, um, you know, uh, offers as well. Um, so, so that's a great way to do it if you're in college. If you're beyond college and out of college, it, it gets a little bit more challenging. Um, like I say, you just need to really kind of excel at your job. Um, there are, I always tell people that don't, you know, don't, don't go into your career with the intent of, you know, wanting to be an Imagineer. And that's like your only goal in life. Um, it, it's very, very, you know, I just feel very lucky. I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that, um, that I was given the opportunity. Um, there's so many other roles in so many other great organizations out there that do imagineering like work and so many people start in companies like that um uh there's a whole uh uh you know uh subculture of, of companies theme entertainment companies so um go to the iapa website or the themed Inter- themed entertainment association tia websites they all have job boards. Um, you can learn about what different companies support the theme entertainment business. A lot of those companies work with Disney and work with the Imagineers. So that's a great way to kind of, um, again, kind of cut your teeth in themed entertainment. 
Okay. And a lot of Imagineers end up going into some of those companies. Um, right. Like I know a lot of them are at Storyland Studios right now. Yeah. We just did an interview with Jason Sorrell. Um, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> on your B&B podcast, and I know he's at Storyland now yeah. with Jason Mel McGowan yeah. and um, Josh Steadman. So yeah. I know a lot of them are going over that way. Um, we have another yeah. question from Nicole. Yeah. Do you have a favorite day within your Disney career, like your best Disney moment, your best Disney Yeah, Disney when day? I got my Imagineering name tag, that's an easy one. Ooh. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, uh, I mean, you know, you ever see a grown man cry? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. yeah. <laughs> Only when I'm the one making them do it. <laughs> um, how do you separate the work and the enjoyment in the parks when you when you go today? So that's do you do you ever just go not giving tours? I do. Um not not that often anymore just because I don't really have a lot of, of time or reason to. I I've got a um my my consulting career which keeps me honestly very busy but um you know even when i'm going in there working and doing my tours um or if i go to like disney springs you know for for dinner or something like that um you know people ask do you ever get tired of going and i don't you know i mean call me nuts you know like the rest of you guys but um i like to think that that's who you want working as imagineers or people that you know, are fans of, of the company. And when I go in the parks now, you know, certainly I look at it from a very different perspective than, than I used to as a, as a kid or anything like that. But um, now I can look at it with a much deeper appreciation. And there, there are certain things that, you know, you look for that, that, you know, other people wouldn't necessarily notice. And it's kind of fun for me to, to, you know, to this day, still kind of note, notice something new and, and different. So, I yeah. I know that you've seen some of the things that you have worked on be changed. I know that you yeah. have done Runaway Railway, and you speak pretty positively about change in theme mm-hmm. parks. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk on that a little bit? Um, you know, I think change is something that is always going to be a part of theme parks, and you know. Uh, it's interesting. I was speaking to someone else about this just a couple of days ago, Sam. Um, Disney attractions are, you know, certainly some of the most beloved attractions in the world. And Disney fans are some of the most adamant fans in all the world. And anytime something is changed or something is announced that it's going to be changed, um, people just go, what? You know, melt down and, and go crazy about it. But Listen, Walt himself said that, you know, Disney is always going to be an ever-changing environment. Um, it's never going to stay the same. Um, and and uh, except for the stuff that was my own that they took out, I agree with everything. Um, they shouldn't have taken any of my stuff out. But other than that, um, you know, <laughs> there, 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 there are a lot of different reasons why, why things change in the parks. And yeah. I always... You know, I always am one to give Disney and the Imagineers the benefit of the doubt. So many people start judging things when they first hear about a change, when they first start um, seeing the construction walls go up or something, and, and they don't know anything about what the end result's going to be. Um, listen, when the, when the studio was going through a really long period of, of um, renovation, 
just like Epcot's going now, um, or, you know, just hearing about things like the Juggle Cruise reimagining um, and things like that, um, people are like starting to like freak out. I'll, I'll be honest, when I first heard about um, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, that they were going to change the auction scene with red. Um, you know, at first, my, my, my first gut reaction was, oh, no, you know, I, I love that scene. And it's like, you know, maybe that's getting a little bit too, you know, politically uh, correct or, or something. But um, I think Mark would, Mark Davis, you know, w- would have been perfectly fine with, with how they reimagined her, no. uh, given the times and the circumstances. Not too crazy about Johnny Depp being in there. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. I think, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I think that to me is, is, you know, just kind of a, I don't know, an IP grab or something. But, um, you know, attractions are always going to change. And, and you got to, you know, let's let's kind of wait and see, you know, what, what the uh, end result is. Yeah. So, all right. So, speaking of attractions, I this is my last question for you. So, it's a two-parter. So, one, yeah. have you ever been to the haunted mansion? And two, <laughs> can you guarantee it will stay open if I if I go to the parks? Because I never I never got an opportunity to go. You've never been to the haunted mansion. Every time I go, it's either closed for maintenance or some other reason. It's uh, not. Someone probably scattered their beloved ashes inside there, and they had to shut it down, clean Something. it out. I've, I've heard that rumor. That too. happened, David. I've, heard, I've actually yes, heard that rumor. Yes. Yeah. David, the maybe time. they're worried that if you enter, there'll be more than nine hundred ninety-nine oh, happy no. haunts. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I will personally guarantee that uh, it will be open for you. Oh, I love it! I'll take that guarantee. Uh, I'll take okay. it right to the gate. Okay. Danny, asks, I am Michael Eisner. You can make it that. happen. All right. Brian, Michael Eisner's going to come for you. Um, <laughs> he's too busy trading Topps cars right now. Is yeah. there an attraction that you didn't work on that you would have liked to work on? Um, well, I mean, in, in you know, more contemporary times um, since I've left, I would love to have been a part of um, uh, um, Galaxy's Edge. Um, yeah. I, I mean... Mm. You know, I, I definitely am a Star Wars fan, and, and that just would have been so cool to, to work on. Um, back in the day, uh, I probably would have liked to have done a little bit more with Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, uh, that was certainly a lot of fun. Um, one of my favorite attractions. Yeah. Ethan is asking... Right. What what are your thoughts on the changes coming? I was to waiting, Coast? Ethan. I was we waiting. We are we are, um, we are that's going to be our next news. That's article. our next story, actually. So, our, yeah, article. Our so let story. me let me jump right in and tell everyone the news. The Trader Sam Headhunter character has been removed from the Jungle Cruise attraction. Um, some people, some people, yeah, amazing article by, written by the amazing Sean Williams. <laughs> Thank you very much. I got the correct Sean this time. Um, so. Some people are saying he's going to come back, and some people are saying no, he's nah. being removed because he's culturally insensitive, yeah. which we see that Disney is doing that. Um, I personally am 
really excited to see that they're going to be bringing in more of the Society of Explorers and Adventurers backstories into the Jungle Cruise because it yeah. it's already set up for the narrative. Like, yeah. for those of you who don't know, um, Jungle Navigation Company was Albert Falls. There's this entire, like, fake backstory that Disney made up where there's comic books and, like, Mm-hmm. Entire Wikipedia pages over the Society of Explorers and Adventurers, like mm-hmm. they like they are real people, but they are not. They are made up by Disney, no, and it's no, very they elaborate. Are real people, Sam. They are quite yes. What? Mm. <laughs> they are. But I mean, like, <laughs> I'm one really. of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> which, which who are we going after here? Would you like to pick yourself out of this picture here? you're the one holding albert the monkey aren't you yeah right (laughs) (laughs) um so albert falls was like the founder of the jungle navigation company and he was searching the rivers and of the world looking for treasures and things like that. It's very Indiana Jones-esque. So then when you go over to Jungle Navigation Company Skipper Canteen, it is ran by his niece, Alberta uh, Falls. So she's going to be pulled more into the storyline. So the story is already there. They're just mm-hmm. bringing out things for certain Disney nerds to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what do you think about the reimagining? I, I, you know, again, I'm, I'm kind of deferring judgment because first of all, listen, I, I'm a huge fan of the Jungle Cruise. Um, and I love it. I think what they're doing, um, you know, I definitely get why they're doing it. And, and, um, I, you know, I, I don't have any problems with it. Um, you know, for me, it always comes down to how's the execution of it going to play out. Um, you've talked a lot about the backstory and, and me being a former show writer, you know, story is, is so important to me. Um, I love the fact that they're bringing in the society. Um, that's kind of been an underlying story, um, for some time in it. You know, I think some of it has its roots, even going back to the adventures club at, at, um, pleasure Island, you know, back in the day. Um, which again was uh, an incredibly beloved, uh, um, attraction is, I, I would call it. Um, right. Exactly. Kungaloosh. It just has like props lying around. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, would you also like, like, you also like the Adventurers Club Creed? Cause that's right there. <laughs> <laughs> we climb the highest mountains. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, not that I ever spent time in in there or anything, but uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so so that's part of it. And and then when they built Skipper's Cantina, you know, that there there was the backstory that that's where all the skippers would go to work after they got off their ships mm-hmm. because they didn't get paid very much and they can't afford to just be jungle cruise skippers. So they worked in the restaurant, um, and they would go back and forth. So a lot of that story and that narrative is, is set up beautifully right now. Um, and I, I think it's going to be really fun to kind of see how they, um, engage it in the jungle cruise attraction itself. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about how some of the scenes themselves are going to be reimagined, but you know, again, I, I'm, I, listen, I trust my, 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 uh, can I say my fellow Imagineers or yeah. my, uh, legacy of imagineers or you know i i think they're i'm sure going to do a great job 
with it. So um, it, it's, I'm sure, going to be uh, just as fun. Um, I'm sure you'll still get to see the backside of water. and uh, That's all that matters. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm sure Mark Davis's humor will still be in there. For anybody who hasn't had a chance yeah. to eat at um, Skipper's Canteen, you can ask to be seated in the C room, which is a secret room in the it's not secret, but they're not going to just seat you there usually. Um, and they do have like sea memorabilia on the walls and there's books about adventuring and you can see the butterfly booth where the sea members used to have their meals. So yeah. it's fun. <laughs> um, David should try getting out to Walt Disney World to see if he can ride that haunted mansion. Yeah. Hey, at this point, I'm game. I will go to any of the any of the parks just so I can get my haunted mansion attraction. Break, break this curse! I think I'm cursed. Where, where, okay. where, where's home for you, Dave? Uh, Oregon. So, oh, but okay. I'm a I'm a West Coast. Oregon? Disneyland is is my 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 jam. I'm 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 an army brat, so you know I'll I live kind of all over the place from Georgia to Hawaii to you name it. But so Disneyland was always kind of my home base for for Disney experience. And every time I've gone, the several million times at this point, it's it's just dimensions. Well, if you ever get down here, I'll I'll take you through and uh, show you around the park. And, and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff with the uh, haunted mansion that I can turn you on to. So, so just so you know, I'm I'm like Michael Scott from The Office. So before you finish that sentence, I'm booking my flight right now. So uh, are, are you are you going to put me up, or do I get a, I have to get a hotel? Yeah, yeah. You have no, an extra room up. with Loki. Can yeah, I think my wife might. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Speaking of service to country, Brian, you have something you can talk about there too, a little bit, right? Oh, yeah. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I serve in the Air Force Auxiliary, the, the Civil Air Patrol. So um, he yeah. gets to take really do, cool uh, pictures. Aerial photography, trained as an aerial photographer and aerial search and rescue, and um, also serve as a aerospace aerospace education officer for a large uh, portion of Central Florida for our cadet program. So, oh, that is awesome. So I get to wear a cool uniform once in a while. Nice. And yeah. go very high up in the sky. Um, go high up in the sky. Bill yeah. says, what are your thoughts on a figment update? Uh, please. <laughs> I would love, would love to see Speaking a figment of. update. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just well, got then, all the props over here today. Yeah. Seriously, were I, you uh, forewarned about the topics tonight? You're like, I got this ready. I got this ready. No, these are just things that are near and dear to me. And wait, me. here's my lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, oh, wait, I don't yeah. have one it's of those. Too far Amber, that would be Amber. Use the oh, force. Amber. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Amber. I see you got Yoda back there, baby Yoda. So. Yeah. So, speaking of Star Wars, are, are you more of a Star Wars or a Marvel person? Me? Yes, you, sir. Oh, what is Star Wars or you know? Um, favorite children's time. I, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know if I can say I, 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 I love them both. Um, I, you know, for me, my favorite Star Wars obviously is the first trilogy that came out. So, so the original Star Wars came out in what, nineteen seventy six? Seventy eight. 
78? I was born in 78. Yep. Is that more than 30 years ago? Yes. Yeah, it's 22-ish years. Okay. <laughs> so it came out when I was a little kid. <laughs> and um, that's the first movie. Actually, I, you know, my dad never took me to a lot of movies, but I remember distinctly him taking me to go see Star Wars. And that's nice. the first movie I remember seeing in the movie theater and going, wow, especially like that, just that opening shot when the star cruiser, you know, comes yeah. over and, um, you know, just had made a huge impression on, on me. Um, and, you know, so, so the first three, um, definitely I, I think are, are the best. The rest of them are kind of, can I say crap? Yeah. Uh, you can say not, whatever not, you want. Not, <laughs> say it. Not, not, not all of them. But but they don't hold up to the first. I'm sorry, Amber. I'm sorry. She'll be okay. But, She'll be okay. But but they don't hold up as well to as the first three. No, they're, especially that, the second three. That's because of our our age. You know, being they're, thirty they're and it's coming out when we were born. Right. It's you know. But for the next generations, yeah. the newer <laughs> films do hold that same ability to capture. <laughs> for the record, y'all. I'm 30, and see, we're the same age. Yeah, I was definitely yeah. alive when Star Wars came out. Um, mm-hmm. Brian, would you change Carousel of Progress or update it? Also, Ooh, Danny says yeah. that I have a Mary Poppins bag over here. Speaking of Mary Poppins, do you? <laughs> oh my God, really? Here, here's my carrot umbrella. <laughs> um, will I change? Carousel of Progress or update it? Um, I I I probably update it. Um, that's you know, Carousel of Progress is like Small World, right? It's one of those attractions that's just such a um, iconic Disney attraction, and and there's so much history intertwined with that. You know, the way it came out was, was developed for the World's Fair and everything. Um, it's it's funny, you know, they, they every few years they'll go and they'll update the last scene in there. Um the rest of it I, I don't think they've ever touched. Um and and now you've got grandma, right, in virtual reality, you know, sh- shooting down the bad guys and stuff. It's kinda of funny. Um I I'd probably update it. I I'd probably I, I, I don't think I would change a whole lot with it. Yeah. Um, Danny says, well, Mary says, please update Figment. Update Figment. I'm with you guys. Danny says, bring back the Rainbow Tunnel, which, yes, and the Dreamfinder. Bring back Dreamfinder. Yeah, bring that back. Yes. Yeah. Bring back actual imagination. Yeah. Tony Baxter has has said, uh, I'll come out of retirement if you let me redo uh, um, Journey to Imagination. Even, Mm. you know, I mean, I I remember pretty well from its original days and, um, it, the, the part talking about the rainbow tunnel, I always thought the post show after, you know, you get off the attraction and, and there's all the interactive stuff was always just underutilized that there was so much more potential for what they ever did in there. And I can never understand for the life of me with all the rehabs we furbishes and for as long as Epcot's been open, why they have just never really kind of gone in there and given that like a, a great redo because there's so much that can be done. 
so Tony, if you're listening, I, I mentioned this on, on another podcast. If you're listening, come find me. We'll talk. Nice. I'll take you out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I mean, so we got we got Sean back. God dang it. Are you, Hi, you, Sean. He, he, he are you with us? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Can you hear me? We can. Just in time for you to to read your article, actually. Oh crap! I just did. I turned everything off. So <laughs> let me bring it up here real quick. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry about that, David. I need some help, buddy, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got you. I got you. I'll come here over this again. Oh. So I'm the unofficial IT. For the podcast. I mean, you're pretty much the official. I don't know why you mean unofficial. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I'm not getting that paid. I'm means... unofficial. Hmm. All right. Mm. Brian, I think you were telling me before that you have something special from your family in the queue for Jungle Cruise. I do, you know, and someone actually sent me a picture of it. I cannot believe they found it. I, I almost cried. Um, yeah, when they were uh, re redoing, I'm going to reboot Q-R-U. completely. I'll be back. Just go on. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. You didn't want to hear this story anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just going to be the best one of the night. <laughs> when, when when they were uh, refurbishing the the Jungle Cruise queue, uh, this show set designer came around the office and she said, "You know, if any of you guys have any like little props or artifacts or anything that you think might look good." Um, give them to me and we'll see if maybe we can work them in somehow. And uh, in my dad's younger days, he was a pipe smoker. I remember going on trips, taking again in the car and, you know, going up to uh, Orlando, driving from South Florida up to Orlando, and he'd be smoking his pipe and we'd be all in the back seats. Dad rolled down the window. <laughs> so anyway, um, fortunately, he gave up pipe smoking. Um, but uh, he he kept all of his pipes, so I, I asked him, you know, can, can I grab some of your pipes? I, I think those would be kind of cool props. Mm-hmm. And he's sure. So so I grabbed about a half dozen of what I thought were the coolest fucking pipes, and I gave them to our show set designer. And uh, like so, I, I I got a uh, photo of one of my dad's pipes in, in the queue of the Jungle Cruise. And oh, um, cool. you know, I lost my dad about five years ago now, um, oh. and it's you know just very cool and heartwarming to know that there's a little piece of him there, you know, so. That's awesome. Yeah. Immortalized. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and he knew it was there, you know, for it's been there for many, many years, but he always got kicked out out of that. That Do you guys want to jump into the game? I'll lead the game since Sean is gone. Sure. Let's do this. Yeah. Game it up. All right. Do I get to keep my clothes on? It's not that kind of show. I mean, we're supposed to be PG-13, so, you know. But but we always manage to do Disney After Dark at some point during the podcast. Especially when we get to the game. (laughs) It just happens. We just dove right into it, so. Uh Oh, great. Great movie ride trivia. I'm going to, that's why I'm glad I'm hosting right now, because, okay. Amber, we're going to give you the first one. Are you ready? Except I don't even know what this is. You'll figure it out. It's okay. That's how bad. I am not the Disney Parks person or the Disney person. I'm the Star Wars person. I'm in my lane. <laughs> okay, then, then, you know what? I'm I know, go- I know. Well, okay, we'll go to Brian first. Which right, of Brian. these movies... No, which of these? <laughs> <laughs> which of these movies does not appear in Great Movie Ride? 
Tarzan, Wizard of Oz, Willy Wonka, or Star Wars? Let's see what our our fans have to say. Oh, I should probably Mm. take that picture down. How long has the great movie ride existed? It's no longer a thing. Well, oh, it's not there anymore. All right. Wait now it's Runaway so Railroad. How'd you sneak in here? <laughs> <laughs> Willie Sanja. I use so, the force. <laughs> <laughs> so so I've got a, a fun bit of trivia uh, about the great movie ride. Um, oh. So, so I actually have a uh, early version of the script. And I can tell you um, a movie that was designed to be in the great movie ride and actually had a very prominent scene and never made it in. Anyone want to take? I, I would definitely want to. That would be it- uh, Ghost, Ghostbusters at one point. Oh my God, that would have been the, so the amazing. Giant, the giant Stay Pup Marshmallow Man was going to be there. <laughs> yeah. At, at, at one point early on, very, very early on in the concepts, they were going to have um, like live action characters like Kung's Life. And at one point, I, I remember seeing it, and I'm pretty sure maybe, you know, I could just be getting old for my 30 years um, and my memory could be going bad. But I could swear I saw an old script where uh, they had a scene where you came upon the three musketeers um, sitting around in a pub or, mm-hmm. or, or a table, and then they would get up and start sword fighting and stuff. Maybe um, they were sitting in the diving bell at uh, Jock Lindsay's. <laughs> so, yeah. Brian, Brian, what's the answer here? Uh, the answer is C, Willy Wonka. That is what our Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with that, too, C. Yes. Yeah, yeah. See, it's a little bit of a trick question because Star Wars doesn't appear as a scene in the, in the attraction, but it's in the film clips at the end. Oh. Yeah. Sean, I'll trick, trick, trick y'all with that question. All right, here's the next mm. one. What does the tour guide say as the ride begins or began, since it's no longer beginning? A, I'm ready for my close-up. B, fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride. C, ready when you are, CB. Or D, lights, camera, action. Who is this for? Whoever. (laughs) You, David. Well, I know the answer to that, too, yeah, I'm, I'm going with whatever Brian says is, is my answer. <laughs> you mean you're, you're going with whatever Michael says? David, did you ever go on this ride? I have not, actually, but which is fine because they didn't have Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. But I, I'm, I'm going to say it, it's C, and that's my final answer. Mm. R, D. R, D. I'm going to say the last one. It's C or D. And I've never even been on it. I didn't or even it know what it was. Or it could have been A or that's B. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so fast. Ready when okay. you are. Ready when you are, CV? Or D. Or D, lights, camera, action. So you guys are indecisive. D. C. Oh, wait, that's not the answer. <laughs> Ready when you are, CV. Ready when you are, CV. Oh, so, oh boom, I got it. So so if you want to see something fun, so, so the cast members that work the great movie ride, they're known as riders, right? That's what they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, once a rider, always a rider. And mm-hmm. um, again, very, very beloved attraction, not only by the fans, but by the people that work there. And um, over the pandemic, we actually created a, a, a pandemic version of the great movie ride. And 
uh, actually went out and there were probably uh, 125 uh, former cast members involved with this and everyone filmed one of the a recreation of one of the scenes, not only one of the scenes from the actual attraction, but also reproduced the uh, film previews that you would see in the pre-show and then recreated the movie montage at the very end. And uh, you can, if you go out on YouTube, you can actually find those uh, videos. Uh, really great fun. And, and they gave me a little, um, a little cameo at the end. I got to deliver the uh, exit spiel because that was one of the spiels that I plussed and rewrote uh, when I worked on a great movie ride. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Check that out. Go on YouTube. Check that out after this. Yeah. Hey, hey, Sean, are you there? Test your mic. Oh, he dropped it. He, hey, he's just Amber, in and out. In and Amber, out. yeah, he'll be okay. Amber, <laughs> Amber, do you mind doing comments while I pull up the questions? Sure. Thank you. What is the first movie you see during the ride? A, Singing in the Rain. B, Easter Parade. C, Footlight Parade. D, Footloose. What do y'all think? What is the first movie you see during the ride? Well, Singing so, in the Rain, Easter Parade, Footlight Parade, or Footloose? Since I've never been on this ride, I'm going to go with Singing in the Rain or Footloose. Yeah. I mean, you would think Singing in the Rain is a pretty classic. Um, Danny agrees, A. Yep. Mm. Oh, we have a Facebook user that um, should allow StreamYard access so we can see who this is. Yes, if you're coming to us from the group, go ahead to the top where the description is and allow StreamYard to use your picture and name. And Mary, our wise... Singing in the rain. Wise follower. No. No? What is it, Brian? Footlight Parade. Oh, it is Footlight Parade. Busby Berkeley film. With uh, Esther Williams, and uh, uh, yes, and uh, looks like a giant cake with blow-up dolls on it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nice. stopped working after a while because of all the water and everything. And, and uh, I remember seeing, you know, hearing lots of, uh, you know, there being lots of meet- meetings and lots of discussion of, about that particular uh, scene in the attraction. Huh. It, it gave a lot of uh, headaches. Um, because water and, and engineering usually don't mix too well. No, mm. I hear that's a common issue with outdoor animatronics. Yeah. <laughs> um, next one. What song from Mary Poppins is sung in the ride? A, Supercalifragilistic. Oh, my goodness. How did oh. I Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Even though the sound of it is often quite okay. Uh, B spoonful of sugar, C chim chim tree, or D let's go fly a kite. I have a strong suspicion. I know this like one hundred and ten percent that it's C or B. What? What? what, what <laughs> or B. That's your go-to every time. You're like C. One of these times is going to be the right it's answer. Like, statistically speaking, it might be A. It's like when teachers are telling you to take, like, on a standardized test, if you don't know, guess B or C. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it appears most of the comments are also on board with C. Hey, I'm going to say this. I got, through, I got through college with that philosophy, guess C. So there's something to it. 
Well, guess C works because the answer was chim chim tree. See, you can't take my degree away from me. Uh, we did just cover the Sherman Brothers in my Imagineering feature on Extra Magic Hour last week. So you can go to our Waltz Apartment podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform and you can hear me talk about chim chim tree and other things that dazzle and delight the Sherman Brothers have done. Okay, let's see here. Name the John Wayne movie represented on Great Movie Ride. A, Rooster Cogburn. B, The Quiet Man. C, The Searchers. D, I Love Lucy. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm like just killing it on this. And so I'm going to go with, <laughs> I'm going to go with B, The Quiet Man. Huh. RC, RC. <laughs> Or maybe A. It could be A. <laughs> it I could mean, be I Love Lucy. What, what Brian said. <laughs> sometimes my letters he, he are confused. He had a cameo in that, you know. Hmm. Sometimes my letters are confused, but it could be B or A. I think it's yeah. A. I'm going with A. I think, I think it's not A or B. Uh-oh. Oh. Okay. And nobody has got it right in the comments even yet. Wow. It's the searchers. Yeah. Wow. It's the searchers. All right. In in the hat that John Wayne wore was actually uh, his hat. Um, It was on loan from his family. Oh, nice. I mean, people just loan things to Disney. It's true. Brian, was the order of the movie shown in Great Movie Ride your design? And how was that process? Oh, no, no, no. The Great Movie Ride um, was designed long before I became an Imagineer. The the design process for that, you know, for any major attraction takes takes you know take a few years. Um, how they uh, decided the order, um, I think some of it was chronological. So you start with Busby Berkeley, right? Um, the old Footlight Parade uh, musicals. Then you had Gene Kelly singing in the rain, and then you had Mary Poppins. And then you entered into Gangster Alley. So, um, and then, you know, in Gangster Alley, you had Jimmy Cagney. So, so it was done kind of by the theme. Um, you got they into, could tie it in. Yeah. You got into the Western scene and there's where John Wayne was. Um, and, and then after that, um, I think it was just kind of based on show quality. Um, and, and I'm not exactly sure you know, how they decided what order to place them in. Um, but they're kind of, uh, they're certainly not chronological because you've got Casablanca near the end and the Wizard of Oz is the last big scene. Um, well, interesting uh, side note that those of you that remember going on the great movie ride after you passed by Casablanca, you would go around and you would see uh, Mickey Mouse as the Sorcerer's Apprentice. And then that would take you into the wonderful world of Oz. And, uh, that little transition area where Mickey Mouse was was actually designed to be the tornado that took you into the Wizard of Oz. And oh. they realized, well, we don't have Mickey Mouse in the great movie ride, you know, our greatest movie star. Mm-hmm. So they changed that up to uh, feature Mickey Mouse. Um, oh. But if, you know, if, if uh, you remember um, and, and can picture that, or, or if you ever look up on, on the Internet, there's everything's on the Internet. If you look at that scene, you can see that the black wall where where they had Mickey as a sorcerer's apprentice actually looked kind of like a tornado, and, and uh, that's that was going to be the transition in, into Oz. 
that's a that, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Oh well, here here we go. What's the name of the gangster that takes over the tram? Bugsy, Squints, Mugsy, and I can't read what that last one says. Wait, <laughs> I thought it said poop too. So I actually is wrote the backstory for that character, whoever he is. I won't say his name. Oh. Wait, you wrote the backstory to Bugsy? It's not I mean, Bugsy. I, I meant I meant to Mugsy. <laughs> Mugsy to whatever his name was. Mugsy. I wrote backstories for the gangster and for the the Western Bandit and actually the tour guide uh, in in performance notes for that. Yeah. Oh, that was cool. Wow. So yes, David, it was Mugsy. <laughs> was it really? Yeah, I got it. Mary got it. Oh, man, look at me. I'm just killing it. Um, how many times does the creature appear in the alien scene? Two, four, one, or three? How many times does the creature appear in the movie or in the alien scene? Sorry. The creature. The creature. Two, four, one, or three? Yeah. Two. Just guess a number. Well, then that's easy. It's three. <laughs> It's, it's two. Yay, I got one I right. Know, that's, yeah. That's a Gorney Weaver animatronic. She looked kind of like a creature at times. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. See? That counts as three. So I agree with Brian. <laughs> okay, David, we'll go with that. Uh, what does the gangster in the indie scene? What? What? What is it, Sean? Who, who wrote this? Incomplete sentence. What, that was Sean. Uh, but that's okay. I'll take I'll take the fall for this one. What does the gangster in the indie scene say? That's a big boulder. Look, there's R2-D2. <laughs> snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? Beware the eye of Mara. What? In the indie scene? Wouldn't it be the boulder? I, I would um, say the, I would go with actually, the boulder. Hmm. Or it could be C, but it might be B. It was, it <laughs> be or it could B. be A. <laughs> no, I'm going with B or A. It's B or A. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? So, so it, can y'all hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we both can hear you. <laughs> we could hear you a few of the other times, but then you would oh. just poof. You would disappear. Yeah. I don't know what's happening because everything in my house says it's working. I apologize. I'm on my phone. So. It's working. Carry on. Hey, uh, Sean, just so you know, uh, Brian's extremely angry at you right now for just (laughs) abandoning us. I mean, it's great. Yeah. We're doing everything we can to keep him entertained. (laughs) (laughs) So did you have a story about the snakes, Brian? Um, Well, not not the snakes per se, but in the Indiana Jones scene. So one of the answers was, look, there's R2-D2, right? And, and, that wouldn't be um, unheard of to hear a tour guide say that or people riding in vehicles say that because as you went through that scene, there were all kinds of like hieroglyphics on uh, oh. one of the walls. It looked like an old temple scene. And yeah. they actually had um, a couple of hidden things in there. One of them was a hidden R2-D2 and there was oh. a hidden Mickey and Donald uh, if you knew where to look in the hieroglyphics. Oh, oh that's pretty awesome. cool. So, yeah. Easter eggs. Yeah. We like those. All right. Yes. We've got one more question. Are you ready? Man, I've missed a lot. How long <laughs> is the great movie ride track in feet? I actually love this question. 
1971, keep in mind, this was called the Great Movie Ride. They're all important, important dates, too. Nineteen seventy one to the movies. Hmm. Nineteen seventy one. Nineteen seventy one. I'm right. Give me, give, any, give me any comments? <laughs> it could be C. No, no guesses so far. I want my prize. I am. You're correct. not getting anything. Mm, well, I got two right. <laughs> Woo! <clears throat> You're and getting I, a a video of the great movie ride sent to you after I, I this. Never, I right. never, I never, never really wanted this prize, so I don't really. Oh, Mary got it. She was just a little delayed. Good job, Mary. Good job, Mary. Of course, Mary got it. Mary I, I do, I, I do love the fact that we we have Ryan who's able to give us the inside track. <laughs> this is a, more amazing than me getting the right answers. So, yes, I know because we like. The average consumer doesn't know these things. None. No, absolutely. So it's fun. And it's so thanks, Brian. You're welcome. I mean, Michael. Mr. Eisner. Mr. Eisner. Sean, do you want it? You want to take back over? I can't. My computer's not even working. So that's okay. Ahead. Well, Thanks. shall we just do a shout out to your article, though, really quick? Just oh. uh, let everybody know that on the disinsider.com, you wrote this amazing article about. <laughs> Disneyland reopening on the 30th and all of the information that you're going to need to get there. Right? Is there. Yes. Yep. You can start ordering tickets on the, I believe the fifth, the 12th, 12th, yep. the 12th. And then um, you, they're, they're, they're going to have dining. You're going to have cashless um, dining. You're going to be have to use Disneyland app. You, if you stay at the grand California, which will be the only hotel open when the park, when the park opens, um, you have to have a separate ticket and a reservation. You are not guaranteed one from the hotel. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So go check out his article before you start making plans. So you know what's what. <laughs> yep. 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 Hi, Barbara. Glad you joined us. Hi, Barbara. Thank you for joining us. It's my first time here too. Well, <laughs> Welcome, everyone. I feel like it's, well, my it's first not time. your first time. It's not your first time no, in the comments. No, it's your first no. time on the screen with us. Yeah, I, I feel like How it's my first time. Oh, it's be my yes. last time. Big mask news. Mary, what Mary is saying is, um, you will now be able to pull your mask or take your mask off for photo pass pictures. Photos, yes, for photos. Oh. They have already started separating the spaces. Chris says, thank you, Brian. I thought that R2-D2 was in the hieroglyphics in Spaceship <laughs> Earth, and I've been looking yes, in the are. wrong place all these years. Well, mm. It depends. You know, sometimes after you go drinking around the world in Epcot, you see all kinds of things in Spaceship <laughs> Earth. So it's very possible you did see R2-D2 in there. You're re- you'll really be thanking the Phoenicians then. Yeah, right. <laughs> all right. You guys ready to wrap it up? Let's do it. I think so. Yeah. All right, Sean. Okay, so Brian, I want to thank you so much for being on here. I apologize that I didn't get, didn't get to be on with you the whole time because I've been <laughs> looking forward to this for like weeks. But um, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Um, can you please tell everyone where they can find you, find anything about you, talk about your website, please? Oh my God. Um, yes, if you go to uh, wdwithme.com, uh, that connects to all my social media. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I have a, a group called The Mouse. The Mouse and the Imagineer. Um, mm. For all you wonderful teachers out there who are my heroes, 
Um, you can go to Educators Who Love Disney is my other Facebook page, so please join those. Yes. Um, find me on LinkedIn and connect. If you just search for Brian Collins Imagineer, um, I'll come right up. Um, email me. I, I like to be liked. I like to be followed in a, you know, a social Don't we all? kind of way. Yeah. We all like no, to be a liked. creepy kind of way. Well, sometimes it's creepy. Then <laughs> <laughs> he's doing it. Awesome. And, Perfect. Uh, yeah. David, and, how about and you? Also, I'm, oh, I'm also on Instagram on uh, uh, Brainstorm Institute. No, no, no. No, my Instagram is being creative. Oh, and uh, Twitter is at Brainstorm INST, right? Yeah, INST. Yeah. So, yeah. But I mean, I'm not a website. crazy stalker. So, <laughs> <laughs> you just have them all memorized. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. And, and please, you know, if you guys, if anyone out there listening is ever coming to Orlando, would love to host you on a uh, walk through the park or. Oh, absolutely. So private dinner. And, uh, so cool. Or a personal escort to the Haunted Mansion. Or a personal escort <laughs> to the Haunted Mansion. Or drinking around the world. Oh, there we go. Love it. Mm. Um, David, how about you? Where can we find you, my friend? Oh, man. Where am I not? I am definitely... Um, you can Google the Blurred Hulk. I don't know what would turn up with that search result. <laughs> Um, I am definitely, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Blurred Hulk, um, on TikTok. Um, I thought I was banned again, but I am not. It was a close call, but I'm still good on TikTok. Um, I'm on Clubhouse, uh, so I'll be in, in groups and participating with that and stuff. Um, I'm officially uninvited to the White House, so I can never go there. <laughs> but beyond that, just search Blurred Hulk. You'll, you'll see me. I'm going to be on a, a, a Get to Guess tomorrow on Airbnb. So make sure you check that out. That's going to be live on Facebook. So I get to hang out and just kind of show off my Marvel geekdom and fandom. And I, lo- I love it. I'm, I'm having the time of my life. It, like I said, it's it's big boy summer, and I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. All right. Um, yes, check out David tomorrow on uh, Airbnb at uh, 8 p.m. Pacific. I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Um, Amber, how about you? Where can we find you? Uh, Amber Tin Cosplay on Facebook and Instagram. I'm not nearly as worldly as everybody else on here, so you know, I'm old school. Facebook for the old All right. people. All right. And my MySpace, MySpace. Oh MySpace. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam, I did. I did, I did find my account is still active there. It was really creepy. <laughs> oh dang! I thought I was I had I was looking for pictures of my myself and my husband when I we were younger, so I had to stalk his MySpace page um, yeah. the other day. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Um, I am Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Clubhouse, TikTok, Samantha Lodecki, um, Dizology Podcast, and then all over the place here at Walt's apartment. And you can also join us at. Vault's apartment behind the lamp. If you're not in our group, go join us. We have fun. Absolutely. So, from all of us here, Sam, Amber, uh, David, Brian, again, I can't thank you enough for being on with us. I really, really appreciate it. I'm hoping to maybe have you on again when I can maybe be on the whole time and talk to you. uh, But I apologize for that. So, from all of us here at Vault's apartment, I want to thank you so much for listening tonight. And again, we hope you enjoy the view from Vault's apartment. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Peace. And we're still on. Um, All right, I'm, I'm I, a- I have-